As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Bring up the heat! Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Getting hyped for the show. You look ridiculous. I was wearing this long before LeBron did. Don't hate. Congratulate. Bring up the heat! Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off. With Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. And, John, you really seem to be upset about this whole LeBron James fashion trend. I don't understand it. That's why I find it so annoying. I've been wearing the short suit for, like, almost 14 years. I don't get near the attention LeBron does for wearing it one time. You wear it every weekend. I do. And you have that uh, purse. It's called a Merce. Merce. Uh, 515-282-9010 is the number to call to sound off. What is your hot topic? Is it the Warriors dominating the Cavaliers tonight by 19? Steph Curry hits a finals record nine threes. Or maybe you're ready to sound off on the Cubs or Linda Wigginton, Tyler Cook, Barnstormers in first place. Let's sound off. 515-282-9010. No shot JR. JR's blunder overshadowed everything in game one, and that includes George Hill missing, Kevin Durant not boxing out, blown call, Draymond Tristan dust up, and oh yeah, 51 points from LeBron. We can't be sure the Cavs steal game one if JR Smith knows the score, but seems likely, and more importantly, it would feel like series on. As happened, with LeBron wearing the look of a dad whose kid hits the ball and runs to third base, it's done, over, finished. I remember 1988, World Series Game 1. Dodgers trailed the heavily favored A's by one in the ninth, two outs, one on, the great Dennis Eckersley pitching, and Kirk Gibson limps to the plate on two bad legs. Gibson somehow smacks a walk-off home run. Dude could barely run the bases. It was Gibson's only plate appearance, but the Dodgers swept the A's. 1970 finals, Knicks and Lakers tied at three. Willis Reed out with a torn thigh muscle. Reed takes painkillers and drags his leg onto the court right before tip-off. All the Lakers stop what they're doing and stare. Reed makes the Knicks' first four points and never scored again. But it was over when he showed up. 2003, Cubs on their way to the World Series. Steve Bartman does what any fan would reaches for a foul ball, and the Cubs never recover. 
fans scapegoated Bartman, Cubs lose game six and seven. Cardinals fans won't forget Don Denkinger's blown call. 1985 World Series, Royals trailing in the ninth, one nothing. No outs, but should have been one. Cardinals lose game six, and you just knew they'd lose game seven. But 11 zip? These moments are hard to shake. 2000 NCAA Tournament Elite Eight. Cyclones up one when Paul Shirley scores and one. Nope. Somehow it's a double foul. Michigan State rolls all the way to a national championship. 2016 Rose Bowl. Stanford's Christian McCaffrey takes a short pass and makes Hawkeye defenders look like they're wearing leg weights. Iowa fans knew that was a bad sign. I wrote this before tonight's game two. I knew the Warriors would win big. This series ended on a meme. It's over. You said it. All right, Keith, last week I gave my thoughts on Lindell Wigginton and Tyler Cook possibly leaving for the NBA draft. Well, I was right and wrong. I thought Wigginton would return, and he did. Wigginton looked like a guy that really, really wanted to leave, but there was no guarantee. He made the right decision in coming back to Ames. Barring injury, I think Wigginton will have a monster season this upcoming year and then be gone in 2019. He's the leading returning scorer in the Big 12 with a year under his belt. Cut down on the turnovers, shoot a better percentage, and he will be in the NBA next summer. Iowa State was the worst team in the Big 12 last year, only team with an overall record under 500. But with Wigginton back, the highly touted recruiting class coming in, plus grad transfer Mario Shayok able to play, I think the Cyclones make a big jump to a top five team in the conference. As for Cook, well, I was wrong. I honestly got the vibe he was going to leave and go pro. Tyler's mom, Stephanie, told Chad Leistico of the Des Moines Register, quote, he was really close to leaving, had an option to leave. Instead, instead, Cook does the right thing and returns to Iowa. Cook has tons of potential. We've seen it. He can dominate, dominate and shows flashes of NBA ability. But defense, rebounding, and shooting have to improve. Iowa was one of the most disappointing teams in the country last year. Cook's return gives the Hawkeyes a starting lineup of Cook, Garza, Bohannon, Moss, and Wieskamp. On paper, it looks good, but they'll have to prove it on the court. Wigginton and Cook made the right decision in returning to school. Now we'll see if they can help their teams get back to the NCAA tournament. Oh, man. Uh, we all love our moms for always thinking the best of us. Uh, yeah. Cook's mom said he had an option for the NBA. Well, they what does she mean? A, a team was saying that they would an option to like leave. To give him a, a tryout or something? They wouldn't, they wouldn't elaborate, but okay. she said he had an option. We'll, you can leave it at that. We'll but. leave it at that then. Uh, Jack in Des Moines with a thought on the NBA Finals. Hi, Jack. Welcome to Sound Off. How's it going, guys? Hey, love the show. I was Thank just you. wondering who you guys think is the more important player to the Warriors, uh, mainly between Steph and KD. I uh, would love to hear your guys' opinion. Thank and you. That's that, a good question. Yeah, it is a good question because, uh, John, this will sound strange when I say it. I feel like Kevin Durant is a better overall player, and Steph Curry might be more important to what the Warriors do. I think Steph Curry is uh, – the Warriors won a championship without Kevin Durant. Uh, that was with Steph Curry. You know, so they've done it without Durant. Then Durant joined the team, and they won. So I, I would go Curry. I think what Curry does, the way he stretches a defense, the way he does what he did tonight, 
He's capable any game of going off like he did, hitting nine threes. I mean, that's what he brings to the table. Durant is great. He's one of the best players of all time. But I'm going to go with Curry. I think, I think he's amazing. But they're so deep they can win without either one yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, they did win without Durant at one point. Jordan is in Webster City with a thought on the Cubs who just swept the Mets. Yeah, I just like the way the Cubs are playing. And uh, I think they're going to make it back to the World Series and win it. And for John Sears, I guarantee that the Chicago Bears will make the playoffs this year. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that, John My Sears? man. Did you hear that? That's my man right there. I, playoffs for the Bears. I, You're talking about playoffs <laughs> for the would, Bears? I'm uh, liking that right there. I would like to see that. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges, Peter and West Des Moines, says Congressman Steve King looks like Brad Wesley in the immortal bar movie Roadhouse. Tiny ref? Steven says the, the Gene Chizik commemorative <laughs> coin looks like the President Trump peace talks with North Korea commemorative coin. Tiny ref, this is our first coin lookalike. Is it a match? Of course it is. It is a match. What's in a rivalry? I don't know. Why do we like the smell of gasoline? Good luck getting to the bottom of either one. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. We ask people thoughts on the 4 p.m. Cyhawk football kickoff. Jason writes, 2.30 p.m. kick is by far the best for fans going to the game. Allows time for tailgating, can also travel home at a decent time. Throw that aside, and there is nothing better than a primetime 7 p.m. night game under the lights at a rowdy Kinnick. Hashtag history. Poe writes, should be later. Biggest game in the series since 2002. Could even be a bigger game than that. Randy writes, four is a weird time, right between the 2.30 and primetime kickoffs, but Anything is better than 11 a.m. <laughs> yes, yes, we agree with that. Uh, Mike Greenberg of ESPN calls Cavs-Warriors the greatest rivalry in the history of sports, and he was sober when he said it. You sure? I'm not positive, but I assume it was morning. Cavs-Warriors not even in the top five. Rivalries are what's bugging Andy. This week brought us a discussion on one of the key elements of sports fandom, the rivalry, what it takes to make one and what makes some better than others. Well, the Warriors and Cavaliers are meeting for the fourth consecutive time in the NBA Finals. That's unprecedented. It's amazing. It's great for the NBA. It's not enough to declare the Warriors and Cavs one of the great rivalries in sports, and here's why. No one declares a rivalry. It's either already obvious or it's something that will never be decided by them. Rivalries come in all shapes and sizes, but none was drawn up by committee. They just happen. And sometimes there has never been any sort of championship on the line between the teams. Think Cyclones and Hawkeyes. College programs playing for what? Bragging rights in Iowa? I've seen them meet in the NIT, that's a tournament that the rest of America pays zero attention to, and you'd think it was the national title game. That's a rivalry. It needs no special circumstances, no added incentive. It's like a dandelion 
It pops up everywhere, and no matter how deep you dig, you'll never root it out. Maybe it will happen for the Cavs and Warriors. Maybe we'll have a brawl on the court. Maybe the two owners will try to choke each other with their silk ties, or maybe the city of Cleveland will send an armada of garbage trucks to dump their contents outside Oracle Arena. But anything short of a real spark of controversy, and it's not gonna work. I mean a real spark, one that reaches and infects the fans of those teams. That's what's important. Anything short of that, and this is just never going to join the ranks of great sports rivalries. It's actually a good thing though, you know, because some of the best things in life only come in organic form, like a great picture or a good marriage. And like those, a classic rivalry has too many elements to list. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. LeBron James caused a stir when he copied John and wore shorts with a suit and tie, something Sears and Admire had done on weekends for years. Who's Near 5 celebrates buzzworthy celebrity fashion moments, plus more live calls at 515 282 9010. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Brandon responds to J.R. Smith's boneheaded blunder at the end of game one. Where does this rank with other sports gaffes? The easy answer is that it's up there with Bill Buckner. The difference is that Boston would win a World Series for several years, whereas Cleveland has already ended their drought. At least that's how I look at it. Yeah, the, Buckner is another one you could certainly add to that yeah. list. I didn't have the heart to do it. Uh, <laughs> who's in your five? Celebrity fashion buzz. Five oh, memorable oh. moments. A Bjork with the swan dress at the 2001 Academy Awards. Odd. Number four, Lady Gaga, the meat dress. 2010 MTV Music Awards. She had dogs chasing her home the entire night. A dress made of raw meat. Number three, LeBron short suit. The suit of choice for Copy weekend me. sportscasters everywhere. Number two, Marilyn Monroe, JFK birthday. Now, this may seem tame now, but in 1962, when Marilyn sang happy birthday to JFK in this flesh-colored, skin-tight dress. Oh, boy. <laughs> what are you at, saying? Uh, and at number one, J-Lo, the dress, 2000 Academy Awards. Is that a dress? I don't think that's a dress. John, what it is is a marvel of double-stick tape. <laughs> How did that tape hold? Somehow it did. All right, to Smurf. In Colfax, he's a uh, Cubs on his mind here as the Cubs sweep the Mets. Cubs in second place, but playing good baseball. Eight of ten. Eight of ten. Eight of ten, Smurf. 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 Hello, Smurf. All right, so Smurf waited 20 minutes <laughs> to talk about the Cubs. And then, and then he just couldn't just spit it out. Just wasn't ready to go. You know, uh, Heather Burnside and 5-0 were at this entire series. I thought I saw some pictures on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. There were, like, uh, 50 pictures. On, <laughs> on I saw a few. Heather was almost live tweeting <laughs> the game. Uh, the NCAA national champ out of West Des Moines Valley will soon play a pro tournament near home. Part of face-off and your final takes. And an appearance, maybe, by the tiny ref. 515 282 9010
Sound off at WHOTV.com. Game, set, match. I won't be surprised if the Cavaliers get swept. Not even LeBron can dig out of this hole. James is going to fall to 3-6 and six in NBA Finals. Greg and Polk City. I think that's right, but how many people could have gotten, how many people in history could have gotten this Cavaliers team to the finals? And if they could have won game one, who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, it would have made, made it more better. interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with Greg. It, it's over. Yeah. It feels over. That was uh, the Murphy's Law. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Former Valley Tiger Brock Everett won the NCAA Golf Championship. Everett plays for Augusta University. Now, what makes this story even cooler? Everett is a walk-on, had never won a collegiate tourney before, and as a senior in high school, finished 27th at state. That's crazy. It's a fantastic story. Multi-sport athlete. He highly recommends people, other guys, other gals to play multiple sports. And now we learn Brock will play in next month's John Deere Classic. Yeah. We asked Brock to join us on the Murph and Andy radio show earlier this week. He was so nice, but it sounded windy. It turns out Brock called during his practice round. I mean, <laughs> who would do that? What a nice guy. Good guy. Demarius Randall, safety for the Cleveland Browns, sent a tweet before the NBA Finals saying if the Cavs win, he would buy everyone who retweeted his tweet a jersey. Well, his tweet has been retweeted over one million times, meaning Randall, at a discount, would still spend $40 million on jerseys. There's another social media cautionary tale here, but here's the good news for Randall. He won't have to spend a dime. It's over. NBC and the Stanley Cup sent out a fun list to find out your hockey nickname. Mine is Rowdy Dangles. You? You're Rowdy Dangles? Oh, yeah. It sounds like porn, not hockey. I'm Slick Sticks. I'm Slick Sticks. Slick Sticks? Slick Sticks. Do these all sound like porn names? <laughs> Apparently, Rowdy Dangles. Keep Rowdy I Dangles? Slick Sticks? I think Rowdy Dangles is worse. All right. Keith, I saw your son Colin graduated. Time flies, but I can't believe he's already a senior in high school. So glad we had this transition. <laughs> John, yeah. Colin is not a senior in high school. Uh, he graduated eighth grade. He graduated from eighth grade. He's going Wait, into high school. Well, you said he graduated. So I... what, uh, technically promoted. Promoted this, to high school. And this is something I'll have to deal with? Promotion? Yes, fifth grade, eighth grade, 12th grade, hopefully college too, and you have three kids, so yeah, get used to it. Yeah, I know, I just went to a preschool graduation. What? Promotion. Oh. I don't know. That's worse. All right. Rowdy dangles. <laughs> over, under. Cyhawk football start times. Overrated. I'm going to disagree with uh, the email earlier, yeah. or was it a tweet, Facebook post? I think night games are overrated. overrated. Um, they end too late. It's uh, people get back really, really late, and John, not not insignificantly, people get way too <laughs> drunk. I mean, they get hammered, and the night games become a little bit too rowdy, especially when it's a rivalry game. Underrated mid-afternoon game. Cyhawk games at 4 o'clock, I think that's a pretty good time slot. 2.30 seems to be like the perfect choice. I yeah, I think 2.30 is yeah. right, and we had somebody say that. Yeah. The, the 4 o'clock is just odd because you're not used to there being a, a 4 o'clock game, but that's when Fox wants to broadcast. Fox has be, some different times sometimes for their games. On the it'll weekend. be Fox yeah. 17 here locally. But as Andy said, this tells you a lot about the rivalry, that just announcing the kickoff time yeah. was news. Now, for us, we immediately sit back and think, all right, RVTV, 
We want to sleep in a little yeah. bit the next day. Anything but 11 a.m. Anything but 11 a.m. 11 a.m. is terrible. Those yeah, that's, are the worst. That's too early. Oh, man. One minute. Why, why are you out of breath? He's gone. Why is he out of breath? He lost to Sidney Milani again. Sidney Milani again. Lost again. What, what is up with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, the tiny ref. By the way, need to mention this because I don't think this has ever happened before. Uh, Sydney Milani, after mm-hmm. you know she did the race, she raced yeah. Tiny Ref last week. The family sent in sent pizzas to the newsroom just to How say. How awesome was that? Thank you. Is that ever? Ha- can you ever remember that? I don't think either of what of us have ever brought in pizza a, for the newsroom. It had a note on there that said Tiny Ref can't have any. Uh, Kevin in Des Moines. Sorry to keep you waiting, Kevin. I got got talking about something else. Go ahead, Kevin. That's okay. Hey, you know what? I give uh, I give uh, NBC some credit because they're actually showing some of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They I'm are. See that? Yeah, because it's always golf, golf, or horse racing, and golf. But uh, you know, my uh, my hockey name would be Jack Blades. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, the other night, though, NBC showed uh, Dateline instead of Game Three. And, and it was on NBCSN, I think it was. Yeah, it was NBC Sports uh, Saturday Network. night, it was on NBCSN. Yeah. Trying to promote that, too. Marlene yeah. is in Des Moines with the final thought of the night. Hi, Marlene. Hi. Go ahead. Uh, well, I just want to comment on the, the, I don't know what you want to call them, the referees for the Cavs and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's like a boxing match or something. I mean, it, it's not, I almost turned it off. I love basketball. But I don't, I, I mean, that's Getting terrible. too rough out there for Marlene. All right, thank you, Marlene. Physical play. Uh, that'll do it for us. We are back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. Waukee and Pella bring home state soccer championships. Congrats to the Dutch and Warriors. <laughs>